Only 90s kids are gonna remember this. 1993, here we come. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Two Guys Top 5, where we take everything movies and we make them into lists. On this side of the table, that's me, Brandon Winkman. On the other side, that's my good buddy, Lucas Swanson. How's it going? <laughs> going well, buddy. 1993. He's just weird, like old kid. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> that's a good <laughs> no way to start it, but... 1993. 1993. April 12th, 1993. June 1st, 1993. Born into the world, the first gem of this podcast. <laughs> By a few months. <laughs> By a few months. And then I'm the eldest. And then I came around and just fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Nye the Science Guy premieres. Yeah, that's a nice little thing. Aspirin cost three dollars and twenty nine cents for a hundred count. How much does it cost now? I don't buy aspirin. So I know. I I'm, an, I, I'm an ibuprofen kind of I guy. I think the gas price would be a good thing to show, considering you watch like you know Die Hard, and there's that scene where he's at the gas station, it pans up, and the only thing you see is gas was seventy nine cents. Man, yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh realities. Yeah. Anyway, 1993 was a fantastic year for movies. Shit, yeah. There was so many great movies. There's well a bunch of movies. movies. <laughs> well, yeah, some bad ones, but as there is. Yeah, every year's going to have your 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 diamonds and your piles of shit. Yeah. I suppose we should say what this episode is before we just start <laughs> listing things from 93. <laughs> So this is the first episode of Top Fives of Our Lives, where we're taking every year, taking the movies, making a list of fives of the movies we like, combining them, calling that the definitive list. Yeah, in 1993, I think we'll be close to the hardest year. There's a lot. There's a of lot movies. of really, really, really good movies. Yeah. And honestly, I because I was going through the list and I had seen a good chunk of them, but I definitely haven't seen all of them. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of movies came out, though. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so based on everything that we've seen from 1993, going through the list of how, how many movies came out and what movies came out, what was it that made your top fives? Like, what what pushed movies out? Well, a lot of it is, you know, rewatchability. That's a big if part. I If I see a movie and I'm like, ooh, that movie's on, I'll watch it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it, you know, childhood nostalgia, too. Oh, yeah, that's, Gets that's in the like way. a big part. Gets in the way. Yeah. Being, being a 90s kid, nostalgia is obviously a thing. God, for fuck us, you. For us goddamn millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, what about you? Uh, for me, it was like the impact that it had. Mm-hmm. Whether I, because, you know, there's a few movies in 1993 that I had, I had seen when I was an adult. Like, I didn't see them when I was a kid. Yeah. And those movies, they were like, I don't want to talk about them quite yet because it could be on some one of our lists. Um, like there's ones that they really drive home a big point, like especially in 1993. Like I watched a movie that hit on some really big topics even today. So I can only imagine what that movie, like its impact it had in the on the world in 1993. So impact had a big, originally it did, but then I revamped my list to just like, you know what? Because this these lists are our movies. Are there are exactly. favorite movies? And you know, I originally had. We're going to talk about this as a as a whole later. But there's a movie that I had at my number one spot. Really? I had it you my number it one that spot. High. I had it my number one because I felt like it had to. Yeah, but then again, it comes down to you know, you can't watch it more than you can't once. It's it's rough. Yeah. Should we just jump into that right away? Yeah, we might as well. All Schindler's right. List. Schindler's List. Great movie. Is phenomenal yeah you need to watch schindler's list before you die if you haven't seen schindler's with the list, liam neeson's all of them all of them. just like john candy's <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> but uh it's on netflix right now if you haven't seen schindler's list it's like three and a half hours long take the day don't take the three and a half hours take the day yeah you're gonna need it to watch schindler's list it's amazing it really is but it's a one-time watch yeah um so we figured we it we didn't feel right putting it on either of our lists, but we also didn't feel right not giving it its time and its moment. Yeah. So, what what makes Schindler's List so good in your opinion? 
Well, I mean, it's beautiful for one. Mm-hmm. Well, very well shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a movie about the Holocaust, man. Like, yeah, if you haven't seen, <laughs> you Schindler's can't really List, ignore it. If you don't know what Schindler's List is, it's about um, uh, I forget his last name, but Liam Neeson's character, Oscar. The Liam Neesons. Yeah, the Liam Neesons. Um, it's basically about him during the Holocaust. He is a German uh, businessman, um, and there's a uh, concentration camp that opens up near his town Mm -hmm. and he goes there's a like the jewish ghetto that got ransacked and all the jewish people were pulled out of it and he watched this and that's when it kind of clicked in him that this wasn't right so he ends up spending his entire fortune saving these people and this is a true story Mm -hmm. this all actually happened so it's technically not a spoiler that you know that he saves these jews well you kind of know how it ends yeah yeah um so it's not a spoiler or anything that um he ends up saving thousands of people. Um, but the realism of this movie, like uh, Spielberg directed it, and I guess he donated all of his, or no, he, he did the movie for no pay. Yeah. Or like, or almost no pay. Or all really? the pay that he made from this movie, he donated. Hmm. Because he figured, he thought that this movie is more important than a paycheck. And it is. Yeah. It is a very, very important movie. And whew, it hits you. It hits you hard. And yeah, never gonna watch it again. That's, and for that reason, it's not on the list. Yeah. So, but we needed. That's a movie that needs. Yeah, its time. It, it needed to be talked about. But yeah. It's just not rewatchable. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It, and I, if, I, I had it in my number one for a good reason. But you can't watch it again. No. Because I, I figured we would talk about it. If you meet somebody who watches it constantly, don't talk to them. Avoid them. Because <laughs> that is a messed up movie. Yeah. But it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I figured, like, I had it at my number one spot, and I figured, I know what your number one is. Um, so, and it's not because you told me, by the way. Oh. I'm just letting the listeners know that. I know what your number one is. You know what my number one is. It's a, it's, it, we know. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> um, I figured I'd have actually, Schindler's Actually, you know, list. I, I did that, and I don't know if I actually put it in my number one, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? <laughs> We'll see. I guess we'll see. <laughs> I, 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 never mind. I don't know anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, I figured I would have Schindler's List at number one. You would have your number one. And I would just, I would cave right away and be like, yep, yeah, we'll put that at number one because uh, Schindler's List but is there's so many watch. movies that deserve recognition from 93. Yes, yes. So I feel like had we put it on there just to kick it off, would we have been giving the other movies their time to shine? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so Schindler's List, if you haven't seen it, go see it, and then never watch it again. Um, have have a box of tissues and maybe a bucket for vomit. Yeah. that's I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> or a bucket for tears and a box of tissues for vomit. <laughs> <laughs> However you roll. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 1993, stacked year, amazing year. I think we will talk some honorable mentions. Yeah, let's do some honorable mentions and we'll get right into the lists. <laughs> You start this week, by the I way. I do start this Before week. Before we get into that fucking... <laughs> <laughs> that argument every yeah. episode. <laughs> All right. 1993 honorable mentions. Here we come. All right. So before we get into our top fives, we're going to talk about some honorable mentions here. Uh, there's, a, like we said, a ton of movies that came out in 1993. And oh, yeah. not all of them are going to make our top five, obviously. So No. There are some that we want to talk about, though. So Let's, let's start off with Hot Shots Part 2. Hot Shots Part 2. I never saw Hot Shots Part 1. I saw it, like, way after I saw the second one. Oh, I, I, I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it, but it was definitely after part two. Yeah, yeah. That movie is just bananas fun. Well, yeah, because it's, it's like it. a Rambo spoof, essentially, <laughs> yeah, right? Basically. Um, but it's it's a good time. It's, just, it's a good time, but it's not really, like... Oh, it's not good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Stiles is in that movie. He is. Yeah. yeah. Charlie Sheen, when he was, you know, still not... No, he was crazy. It's he just was crazy. He just wasn't as crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um... Martin Sheen's in that too, and they have that like Apollo or Apocalypse Now spoof for like a few minutes. Have you seen? Do you have yes. you seen Apocalypse Now? Yes. Yeah, when they're like going on the boats and they're writing in their journals and they're writing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then they cross and I love you in Wall Street because they were in Wall Street together. <laughs> that's, that's a, a good, good bit. That's, that's a good, a good bit. bit. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Not worth. Yeah. Not worth a list, but it's yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, last action hero. I I genuinely almost put this on. The I list. did too. I struggle with it, but I'm like, because I texted you. I'm like, last yeah. action hero is not as good as I want it to be, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a shitty Arnold movie where he is he is Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he's 
in an action he series. He gets a magic ticket and drags him out of the movies. Yeah. Like, his character out of the movies. But he's also... It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's cool, though, because... Like, he ends up going... Like, the kid goes into the world first. Yeah. And there's, like... You know, like, he's he's trying to prove to him that he's in a movie. And there's, like, that um, Terminator poster with Sylvester Stallone instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger, which yeah. is super funny. And then he pulls him out, and he's like, read this word. And he wrote, fuck, on a piece of paper. But the movie's PG-13. Yeah. And so he can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fun. That's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. It's actually... Not like bad either. Like it's, it's at least good. It's actually kind of scary. Like the characters in it and the bad guys, yeah. the villains, good villains. It's, it's good. It's not. It's not what meant like no. Worthy, but it's, <laughs> it's good. Uh, Coneheads. I never really saw Coneheads. It is one of the better good. like SNL adaptations. Is it? Yeah, Chris Farley's in it. He is. Yeah, I didn't know that. He plays the boyfriend of uh, Connie Coneheads. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, I have seen that. Because there's a scene where he takes her to prom, and they do the photo, and it just blows all his hair back. It's <laughs> it's, it's really dumb fun. <laughs> it's Coneheads, like <laughs> yeah. Dan Aykroyd at his midst because <laughs> he never really has a finest. Yeah, middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> Robin, Robin Hood, Hood met, met in tights. tights. Go ahead. <laughs> I love this movie. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks gets me. He his his humor is not his best movie. No, not by a mile. But it's still his humor, and it's still lovable. Yeah. I, it's it's just goofy and it's fun. Yeah, Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's worth a worth a watch if you haven't seen it already. Hard Target. It's a bad movie. Van Damme. It's a bad movie. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's ridiculous. Like. I could have swore it was an 80s movie. Yeah, that's another it's one. It's like 80s action, mm-hmm. low-budget bullshit. I think it's because it's Jean-Claude Van Damme that you have that feeling. It's bad. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. If you want a fun, stupid movie, watch... Hard Target. Hard Target. <laughs> Days and Confused. It's only on there because people want to hear about it. I don't like it. I don't like it either. It's like over it. the top. It's got a cult following, and that's about it. I don't know. And, uh... Matthew McConaughey's character is a rapist, right? Like, yeah, like that's like it's he's a gross preying character. on young women. Like he hits on high school girls, and he's in his twenties, apparently. Yeah, it's gross. That's not. I mean, okay. we all knew a guy like that, though. Oh, we did. Gross. Yeah. He was cool when we were in high school, but <laughs> and then you grew up and it's like that was now weird. we're in our twenties. It's like wow, I, this is inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. I see a high school kid, and I'm just not going to talk yeah. to them. <laughs> okay. Can't. Um, cool Runnings. Cool Runnings, great movie. John Candy's. All of them. <laughs> that movie's a thrill a minute. It's just super it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's but, a fun movie. You know. Jamaican bobsled team. It's. I think it's main. But the downside of it is, I think it's like. It's a it's little main. It's a little too campy. Yeah. It's, well, its main trope is like they're Jamaican, and that's yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll happen. It's the nineties. <laughs> it's the nineties. Uh, next, Demolition Man. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I've never Wesley saw it. Wesley Snipes. Oh, it's I never once saw again it. a movie that really should have been done in the eighties. There's a lot of like those buddy cop weird it's movies. It's not even a buddy cop, isn't dude. it? It's it's like a future thing. It's really bizarre. It's got time travel in it. It does. I'm pretty certain <laughs> there's time travel in it, but I'm not 100. percent I I haven't seen it in a while. Oh god. Watch it though. It's fun. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll jump into it. Yeah. Also, you know, Sylvester Stallone. Adrian, I'm the demolition man. Three oh, Three Musketeers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't tell what that was. Three Musketeers, uh, the version with Charlie Sheen and uh, Tim Curry. It's fun. It's a shitty movie, but it you is. Lo- you love that movie. I, I loved it. it. It's that's that's one of those. I would have put it on my list if I put more childhood nostalgia into my my uh positioning because that one like i grew up on it my parents showed it to me mm-hmm. very very early um and we quoted it at each other my entire upbringing and i still quote it to this day of um come to Tanya, we're saving the king it's just a fun time it's yeah. good if you haven't seen three musketeers i suggest it well, i might have to give it a watch yeah next one i feel bad that we didn't put on either mrs. Of our doubtfire, list. Yeah, mrs right? doubtfire yeah I, it it definitely that one more so I think is held up by childhood nostalgia than I think so too. it being a good movie. It's I don't know it's a rough spot. 
Yeah. Because I feel like it would have been better had it not been ruined by all of the, like, movies that were men in fat woman suit oh, that yeah. came afterwards. Because, like, that was, like, one of the originals, if not the original. I believe so, yes. And it was. it also wasn't, like... Because all the all the you know guy in fat women suits, mm-hmm. they always were just like you know sassy you know like over the top women. Whereas Robin Williams' version was a sweet old British lady. He was and a shitty dad too. He was a fun dad, but he was a bad dad. You could be a fun dad and yeah. a shitty dad. Now, we I'm know saying, plenty of people who are know. fun shitty dads. I'm saying he he was a fun dad, but he was definitely a shitty dad. Yeah. Um, but I think there—that's the whole point of the movie—is him learning how to be a good dad. And then he gets a movie. He gets a TV show out of it. That's true. Yeah, I would watch that show as well. I would too. Yeah, Wayne's World Two. Wayne's Speaking World Two. <laughs> Speaking of, definitely not as good as Wayne's World One, but no, still fun. still fun, still fun. Yeah, not the not as good, but yeah, we were we were actually talking about it beforehand, and we were just quoting Wayne's World One. We we're like, wait, no, that, no, that's Wayne's World One. That's not Wayne's World Two. Is this Wayne's World Two? No, that's Wayne's it World One. It blends. <laughs> it blends real hard. They're, they're very similar movies. Yeah. yeah. And then what's what's Eaton Gilbert Grape? What is Eaton Gilbert Grape? I haven't seen it. It's very very good. It's Leonardo DiCaprio, one of his first big roles. Leo, Leo. Yeah. Um, so it's Leonardo DiCaprio, Johnny Depp, John C. Riley's in this movie. Um, is he really? Yeah, he plays like Johnny Depp's friend. Say what? Yeah. Um, thank you for the Joe Dirt before we <laughs> conclude. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's basically about Johnny Depp living with this very dysfunctional family. His mother is obese and, and house ridden. Um, <gasps> Gilbert Grape is Leonardo's character, or no, Gilbert is Johnny Depp's character. Um, his brother yeah, is Leonardo. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You know what? I I know the plot now that you do. Now yeah. that you're bringing it up. It's basically I, just him trying to deal with his family. Yeah, because his, his mom like dies, right? And In the end, yeah. Yeah, she he dies. Ends up, yeah. Spoiler. Um, no, it, it, from 93. <laughs> You've had 25 years. That's a good point. But um, Leonardo DiCaprio's performance is insanely good. He apparently did a lot of research um, in like houses with kids with autism and just learned him. a lot from them. It's a very accurate Still hasn't won an, won an Oscar, though. <laughs> he did. I don't count it. That, that was like... <laughs> I feel like the Revenant's Oscar was like a... All right, here you all go. All right, fine. Like, yeah. Because his character in, D- in Django... In Django? Was way better. Oh, so much better. And he does such a better job in The Revenant, which is just him crawling around going... <laughs> exactly. And I like The Revenant. Revenant's good. It's it was, a very it was beautiful a, movie. Very but, good movie. Uh, fucking... T- Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's in it. So, yeah, so like he Karen, wins. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, nineteen ninety three honorable mentions. Yeah, they're they're good, not good enough. Yeah, um, that's what I'm feeling. Want to so, get into this list? Yeah, let's hit this top five. Let's do this. Top fives of our lives. Nineteen ninety three. All five are Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park five through one. <laughs> Okay, my number five. Mm-hmm. It's my number five because I don't really remember it, but I remember I loved it. The Fugitive. Oh, <laughs> smart. the 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 Fugitive is a movie about a fugitive. Oh, really? Yeah. It's Harrison Ford. Um, he is basically framed for the murder of his wife, or so he says, and he ends up um, escaping prison and is chased by Tommy Lee Jones. And the whole movie is him trying to is Harrison Ford trying to clear his name, and Tommy Lee Jones trying to bring him back to jail. And that's pretty much the gist of the movie. It's also in an episode of Scrubs. It is, yeah, <laughs> because the janitor plays a cop in that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's good. It's just really good. It's full of tension. It's got some iconic lines. You know, Harrison Ford in the tunnel. I didn't kill my wife. And Tommy Lee Jones. I don't care. <laughs> it's good. It was a good movie. I like I like the future of, and I don't know, like I saw it on there and I was like, well, I, I gotta, it's, it's gotta go up there. That's fair. Because it's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much more to say about it. So it'll probably get bumped. I bet there's probably, one of our honorable mentions is probably better than this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's, I don't know, I, it's good and it felt, it felt better than putting like one of my childhood nostalgia movies in. So yeah. I went with that one instead. That's smart. Yeah. Have you seen it? 
bits and pieces, never yeah. all the way through. Uh, so yeah, my number five, The Fugitive, probably won't make it too far, but... That's fine. My number five probably won't either. <laughs> Army of Darkness. Really? Yeah. I did see that and I was like, Army you're probably going to end up putting I, that on your list. I love those movies. They're good. Bruce Campbell's of the Light. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really remember which one Army of Darkness is, though. Army of Darkness is the one where he's like in medieval times. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I always get like the order confused. Well, they're, they're all yeah, over the Because there's the Evil Dead. Yeah. I mean, Evil Dead 2, mm-hmm. Army of Darkness... So yeah, Army of Darkness is just a lot of fun, and it's mm-hmm. just, if you haven't seen it, it How follows... Do you explain Army of Darkness? <laughs> that's... It follows the other movies, Evil Dead, which are about a, a man who finds the Necronomicon and essentially just unleashes evil, mm-hmm. and then has to fight it. And it's Bruce Campbell playing Ash Williams... And he gets sent back in time, and he has a chainsaw for a hand because that's you know because that happens that happens in Evil Dead too. Yeah, he has to cut off his hand because it's starting to rot and become evil. So it cuts off his hand, and it becomes another version of him. <laughs> that's right. It's really convoluted, and I love it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in Army of Darkness, he gets sent back in time, and I don't remember why though. He get, it's. Like, something it's, to do with the Necronomicon. Yeah, the Necronomicon yeah. just, like, it sends him back. And I think it's just an excuse to have him in the medieval times. Yeah, fighting and, demons. Yeah. Yeah, and the the practical effects are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, There's, like, stop-motion CGI. It's super low budget because <laughs> yeah. they just didn't have money. But it makes for this, like, magical sort of, like, mm-hmm. just fun, gory, horror yep. bullshit movie. And one of the most, like, real moments in most, or any movie, I think, is when... He like learns what you need to say mm-hmm. when opening the book, and you yeah, have to yeah. say it right. And he's like, "Ah, I got it, I got it." And then he gets to opening the book, and he's like, ah, "Shit!" <laughs> <laughs> it's real good because it's just such a man thing. Just yeah. like, no, no, I don't well, need it. No, no, plus, no, Ash Williams is such a pompous asshole. Like that, his whole character is just this ignorant, like, right, <laughs> d- dumbass, essentially. But yeah, that's very well written. That that book scene is is. Is great. I love it. Mm-hmm. If if not only just for that p- moment, Army of Darkness. Yeah, I knew that was going to be on your list. I knew it. I saw it, and I was like, "That's going to make it." All right, my number four is "So I Married an Axe Murderer." Oh, with Mike Myers. It's a good movie. Not a lot of people have seen this movie, which is understandable. It's a weird ass movie. Whoa, man! <laughs> Whoa, Whoa, man! <laughs> Uh, so I Married an Axe Murderer is about Mike Myers, who is a slam poet? Is that his job? I, I never know. I think that's really... just something he does to, like, relieve stress. I think that's true, but I don't... They don't really go into his actual job, so in so my he, opinion, he's a slam he's, poet. He's yeah. a slam poet. And, um... So you learn through his poetry that he has really bad luck with women, but it's then not you look. It's he finds reasons right, to get rid of them. In his mind, it's he doesn't have good luck with women, yeah. but his best friend is like, "You're just an ass. <laughs> like, why'd you leave? Why did you end up leaving Barbara? Well, she smelled like soup. Shit, that's a ridiculous thing to say." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but he meets this girl, and he starts really liking her and falling in love with her, and then. Um, one of his like crazy friends shows him. Um, no, it's his mother. His mother reads the Enquirer, which is one of those newspapers that's just like you know. Do they still make the National yes. Enquirer? Yes, oh, they do. Trash. It's like, you know like Angelina Jolie births a demon. Yeah. You know, like just like crazy shit. And there's a story in there about the honeymoon killer. And the honeymoon killer is someone who has killed their husband on their honeymoon for the past like four husbands or something like that. And he starts picking up clues that this woman that he's dating might be the honeymoon killer. And so the Which, movie... A lot of it is just him being like, I need to get rid of her. She's the axe murderer. Mm-hmm. Like, and then all of, his, all of his friends are just like, you're just doing what you always do, coming up with a crazy excuse. So the whole movie is him trying to like figure out whether or not she is the axe murderer, but well, also his, trying to fall in love with her. His friend is also a cop. Yeah. For New York City. I think so. And uh, the sergeant's played by... Um... Oh, what's his name? Alan Arkin. Yeah. He's Tony's boss, the precinct captain. And so I married an axe murderer. Yeah. That's a that's a great bit. He's too nice the two to them. them. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Mike Myers' friend really wants the stereotypical, like, movie-style captain who's just always pissed off. And so he, he, like, stages moments for the captain to yell at him. 
and it's just great. And he like asks for notes afterwards. Was that mean enough? Yeah, no, that was that was perfect. That was just mean enough. Yeah, I just it felt bad. I didn't feel good about it. <laughs> like he's just a sweetheart. <laughs> it's it's a great movie. Yeah, that that's a fun one. So yeah, number four. My number four. It's a little movie called Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. I love Groundhog mm-hmm. Day. It is. Not a time travel movie, by the way. Yeah, we were just discussing this, <laughs> of whether or not it's a time travel movie. It's not. Because he doesn't go anywhere. He's stuck in a loop. Right. So you're not really traveling in time. Yeah, so if you don't know Groundhog's Day, it's Bill Murray is he's a, reliving. He's a weatherman. Yeah. He's a yeah. weatherman who goes to Punxsutawney to report on their Groundhog Day like celebration, but he's also a dick mm-hmm. and like... He starts to relive the same day every day, and supposedly it's like for a thousand some years. Yeah, the, the, apparently the original, like the writer came out and said, like he planned on Bill Murray being in that loop for ten thousand years. Yeah, because it's like basically he's just trying to learn his lesson. So he starts realizing that there's no consequences. So he starts doing a bunch of shady stuff, mm-hmm. and then he starts to like better himself for a while. He starts doing a lot of good stuff, but then he doesn't. He so he's trying to get out of the loop. Yeah, and then it gets to a point where he just like keeps killing himself mm-hmm. and like waking up again and doing it again. And like, there's the whole scene with the homeless man, which mm-hmm. they almost cut out, by the way. Really? Yeah. I don't which, think it would have been as good no, of a movie if they cut that it out. It shows that he can't change everything, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful because he keeps trying to save this homeless man from dying. And no matter what he does, no matter how hard he tries, that he just dies. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, it's just your time. Fate is fate. Yeah. But yeah, and I guess I guess it's technically like he's trying to live the perfect day. Yeah. And the day won't change until he lives the perfect day. But but he doesn't really. The definition know that. of perfect isn't like it isn't perfect. It isn't perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Nothing is perfect. Right. Perfect is to what you make it. Mm-hmm. That's a great movie. It really is. I unfortunately, I'm gonna admit, I didn't put it on my list. Oh, I should have. Too bad because Bill Murray's phenomenal in it. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of his best roles. Yeah. Actually. Now, now that we've talked about it, it's like oh, I should have put that on my list. Plus, that's, um, a good, that's a good one. Elliot, what's the guy's name? He plays the cameraman. Oh yeah, it's, um, it's Elliot something, isn't it? Chris, Chris Elliot. Chris Elliot. Yeah. Chris that's Elliot. His name. Nice. Yeah, Chris Elliot is really funny in that movie. Yeah, because he he plays. Um, he plays Lily's mother, father in How I Met Your Mother. That's right. He's a board yes. game guy. Yes. Always making really bad board games. <laughs> He's good in that too, though, as like the dweeby mm-hmm. cameraman. Yeah. And then I was going to bring up uh, Stephen Toblowowski. He's Ned. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the guy on the corner who yes. keeps recognizing yes. him every day. And Bill uh, Murray, like... Can't decide whether or not to be nice to him or be or kick his ass because he fucking hates him. <laughs> it's great. Um, that's a good pick. Number, but number four. Number four, yeah. I would put it higher, actually. Well, that's not your list. It will be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number three is actually the movie that I was talking about earlier about um, like hard hitting uh, situations in 1993, mm-hmm. uh, Philadelphia. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Philadelphia? No. Explain Philadelphia is about Tom Hanks, who is a lawyer, and he's... Uh, so is this the one where he gets AIDS? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so he's gay, and he uh, has AIDS, and he starts getting sick, and then the law firm ends up firing him um, because they... Uh, well, they fire him for negligence, apparently, uh, because they give him like this big account and this big case that's like going to make or break the law firm... Mm-hmm. And um, one night they are missing this form that has like a deadline as to when it needs to be sent in. And they find it at the last minute um, and they basically blame him and fire him. Mm. And so he goes out and tries to make a case for himself for like wrongful un- or wrongful termination and ends up uh, meeting Denzel Washington, who is like one of those like shitty lawyers that you see on like TV, you know, like with their shitty ads. Um and Gruber Law, yeah, and <laughs> but he's like even more gimmicky. Ah, uh, so he ends up taking the case, and they start working the case together. My God, does that movie just hit some notes, man? <laughs> yeah, uh, I cried like a baby when I watched it, and I don't know how anyone wouldn't if you watch this movie. Um, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Hanks ended up winning the Oscar for best performance, and he definitely deserved it in this movie it's hmm. 
just amazing. Antonio Banderas oh. is his boyfriend. Oh, lovely. And he is amazing in this as well. He has a very small role, but it's he's so good in it. Like you can like feel the passion and the love towards Tom Hanks in that role, mm. and it's just amazing. But yeah, it touches on like homosexuality, it touches on AIDS, it touches on marriage and gay marriage, and it's it's just bonkers. And that this came out in 1993. And I was and like, nothing oh. happened for another 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, God. And th- I've never wanted to, like, reach through a screen and punch someone before in a movie until I watched Philadelphia. Because there's so much homophobia and there's so much ignorance. Hmm. And it's it's hard to watch. It really is. But it's amazing. It's so, oh. so good. Uh, but, yeah, Philadelphia, my number three. I'll give it to you. Thank you. For <laughs> I let you have Finding Nemo. You could you could at least let me have <laughs> Philadelphia. They're the same movie. <laughs> you can have the fish, the friendly, you know, like happy go lucky fish. I'll have the AIDS, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the AIDS. <laughs> My number three is a little movie called Sandlot. <laughs> Not quite as hard hitting as Philadelphia, say. but a little bit of a twist. <laughs> it's Sandlot, dude. Sandlot, yeah, Sandlot's great. It's great. Sandlot's amazing. It's fun. What is Sandlot for those? It's a who movie about kids it. playing baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie about this new kid moves into town. He's just a little fucking nerd, essentially. He is, yeah. And he like finds a group of kids that play baseball at this shitty lot. The Sandlot. Yeah. And then you know it's all about them kind of growing up and being kids. Well, I mean, like the the I mean, yeah, I guess that is the main story is the yeah. kids and the the relationship. Well, the real story them. is he borrows a signed baseball. He from doesn't him. borrow; he steals. Stealing is just borrowing that you don't bring back. <laughs> he does bring it back though. Yeah, so he borrows it. <laughs> he Sorry, spoiler alert! Yeah, he he steals, brings it back. He steals a baseball from his stepdad. Right, mm-hmm. it's Dennis step- Leary. Dennis, shit, it is Dennis it's Leary. It's Dennis Leary. <laughs> How about that? And But it's a, a Babe Ruth signed yep. baseball, and they play with it, and they knock it over into a yard that nobody will go into because it's a big dog they're scared of. Mm-hmm. Hercules. Well, they don't know his name is Hercules. but No. So, yeah, it's all the hijinks of them trying to get the ball back because they're too scared to go into the yard, and they're also too scared to knock on the door because apparently the man that lives there eats children or something like that. You know, kid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good one. It Once again, good. didn't put it on my list. You skipped over the Sandlot. I skipped over the Sandlot. Man. I'm sorry, man. Like, I love Sandlot, but it was like, I think that one kind of coasts on my, like, childhood feels more than... But it's also just a it good movie. It is a good movie. movie. It is, but uh, in my opinion... What about the scene where they try chewing tobacco? <laughs> it's a little too real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too real. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's like, it. it goes past the point of, like, a childhood movie because it has that sort of like stand by me feel of like childhood that's a good point childhood yeah. growth and innocence mm-hmm. and that's why i kept it at the three because it's it's not just like a oh kids playing baseball mm-hmm. it's about kids growing up and like it is learning the realities of the world mm-hmm. it's good i i'm not taking it away from you i'm not saying it's a bad movie it's just the reason i didn't put it on my list is i think i i tried to avoid the the childhood feels yeah when it came to this, because I felt like that was kind of like a bias, um, and I didn't want that to. Thank you. Um, I didn't want that to. Like, yeah, to hinder, it up. yeah, and so I, I tried See, to. I, I also did that because I didn't put fucking Free Willy on my list. Cause yeah. <laughs> that's a childhood movie, but Sandlot. Terrible movie. Sandlot's not just a childhood movie. Like it is a good movie. If Sandlot was on TV, would you watch would Philadelphia watch over the Sandlot? No, I would not. <laughs> But that, I mean, that also just depends on the day. I'd okay, say Okay, 99- what day are you going to be like, yeah, let's watch a sad movie about AIDS? <laughs> the day I'm I get AIDS, I don't know. I'm not arguing for this. I mean, they're both great movies. I'm just <laughs> saying. I'm defending myself. <laughs> I understand that. And I understand that Sandlot's a good movie. I'll agree that Sandlot's a good movie. Okay, that's don't, fine. Don't say that I don't think Sandlot's a good movie. I don't think you don't. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> but I will agree that Sandlot is good. It's just, I think, I might have gotten gotten it mistaken and muddled with my childhood that's feels fine. more so than it being a good movie. That's fine. I think that's, that's where I stand. That is fine. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> my number two, after I say all of that, 
Nightmare Before Christmas yeah, is buddy. my number two. I'm just going to go ahead and say it's also my number two, is so it? let's just talk about it. Oh, God. It's good. It's so good. It's it's short, too. Oh, like, it's, it's like a, it's less than an hour and a half, isn't it? Close. I think it's close to that. It, it's it's a, it's like a watchable length. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's like it's just so good. It's so pretty. If you don't know what Nightmare Before, but Nightmare Before Christmas is, it's a claymated movie by Tim Burton um, about... I made a How? dream spider. <laughs> About um, every holiday has its own world, essentially. And so the beginning of the movie, they pan through this forest and there's these trees with different shaped doors that represent different holidays. And you go into the pumpkin door, which is Halloween, Halloween Town. Town. And Halloween Town is run by, well, technically not run by, but like the main guy Jack Skellington. is Jack Skellington. the king of Halloween, essentially. Yeah, that's what it is. He's the king of Halloween. But he doesn't just want to be the king of Halloween. Yeah, he wants more in his life. And he... Wanders out into the woods in a depression mm-hmm. and stumbles across a door shaped like a Christmas tree and falls into it mm-hmm. where he sees Christmas town. And he loves it. He thinks it's great. What's this? What's this? And the, it's a musical it's also. Um, and it, the songs it's are great. Yeah. What's this? Uh, but Danny anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so he decides to bring Christmas back to Halloween town. He's going to do it. Yeah, it's, so he wants to be Santa Claus that year. But he still thinks like a Halloween character. Yeah, so it's so all everything's like really, really messed scary up. and yeah. dark and creepy. But it's also like try, he's trying to be cheerful and happy. Yeah. Um, it's it's so good. Santa Claus. Santa Claus, yeah. And there's like the three the three kids that kidnap Santa, Santa Claus. They're fucking terrifying. Bonnie! <laughs> <laughs> That's not Santa Claus! <laughs> that character is so underutilized. The guy with the hatchet <laughs> in his head. Axe in his head. Um, but it's I mean, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and like the the boogeyman is in there trying to like the sty- undermine everything. Yeah, the style is amazing. Mm-hmm. All the like it's super Tim Burtony. Yeah, super. Tim it Burton-y. is Tim Burton at his peak. Yeah, hot topic kids know what we're talking about because <laughs> <laughs> fucking Skellington on everything. It ruined it for me. It it's a hard like. Be- the cult following behind it is really upsetting. Yeah, I, th- I fandoms still think- ruin a lot of shit for yeah. me though. So I really like the movie still though. Like it's my yeah, number yeah, two, it's, and it's you're number two. It's great. It really is. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you could you could actually watch that movie at any time. I watched it like oh yeah no it's in like November. A, it's just a good all around movie. Yeah. Also, it's both a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie. That's so. true. You could watch it on either or, and you could feel because it it kind of the the Halloween Town aspect is more so about like the relationships mm-hmm. that he has. So it's it's you could watch it on Halloween just to get the Halloween vibe, but also like learn a nice little lesson. And then like the Christmas theme of it, it has the you know like the true meaning of Christmas behind it and all that. So yeah, it's good, good, good. It's good, good crossover. Good I'm crossover. assuming we have the same one. Yeah, it's the number one Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> yep, that's that's the theme. <laughs> Okay, okay. Fuck off. Yeah, Jurassic <laughs> Park. Um it wasn't it wasn't a mystery, it wasn't hidden, it wasn't a surprise. Yeah, Jurassic Park is amazing. So good. Um so many iconic lines, so many iconic characters. It's just an iconic movie altogether. Um Yeah. What what more do we need? If you don't know what Jurassic Park is, read a book people like open your eyes for a little bit and you'll know what Jurassic Park is but Jurassic Park is the story that of they take the DNA of dinosaurs through um, amber encrusted mosquitoes mm-hmm. and they, they the are able to yeah and they're able to basically clone dinosaurs and have dinosaurs again and they decide to open a theme park with these dinosaurs and it doesn't go so well no well they bring in they bring in Dr. Grant and all those to like basically prove that they're realistic enough. You... Oh yeah, yeah. And then they have Jeff Goldblum's character, who is a I don't. What is his character? He's he's all about like he's a mathematician. I yeah, I think he's more so there for like the the safety of the park. Is that right? I don't remember. I don't remember it, his character, but his the, character the is plot like plot from the book to the movie is altered a bit oh because like um the guy who runs it i can't think of his starts 
the, the old dude. And yeah, the old, dude, the old yeah. dude who runs it is more of a villain in the book. Like, he knows this shit's not a good Uh-oh. idea kind of thing. Mm. As where in, you know, the movie, he's like, my park, have some <laughs> ice cream. Like, <laughs> so, like, he willfully endangers his fucking grandchildren. Yeah. It's... It's just so good. It's it's a good movie. All the practical um, effects, the animatronics are so mm-hmm. good. The puppetry is awesome. Oh, um, men so, wearing raptor suits. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what you need. You don't yeah. need the CGI bullshit with Chris Pratt and a machine gun. It's not it's not Jurassic Park yeah. anymore. Um, I mean, it, ignore the rest of the sequels. I mean, Jurassic Park two is okay. Jurassic Park three is meh. Um, I didn't mind three, but that might have just been because I was starving for Jurassic Park. Yeah, but like the original is pretty much. It's the go-to. Yeah. Um, also, my favorite character survives in the book. The Australian? The Savari guy that... Oh, the one who gets eaten on the toilet? Clever girl. No, the one who hunts the raptors with a shotgun at the oh, end. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he lives in the book because he's not an idiot. That makes sense. Of all the people on that island, why did they kill off the one dude that knew how to fucking kill things? Like, <laughs> in, in the book, he lives because he's, you know... No, no, don't... No. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Um, Samuel Jackson's in that movie. He is. Uh, Hang on to your butts. What's his name? Newman. Newman. Thank you. <laughs> I can't think of his name, but yeah. He gets attacked by an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> the Lafayette I believe, is the name. Umbrella. <laughs> it's just a great movie. Yeah. It's um, scary, though. It is. If you're watching it as a child, did you know that when the T-Rex is hitting the top of the car and the glass breaks and they're like, the kids are underneath it, that wasn't supposed to happen. So that's genuine, true fear from those children. It's so good, though. Because the glass breaks. Well, it doesn't, the glass itself doesn't break. The glass, like, collapses and it, like, falls off of the car because it had, like, a big sunroof, basically. Yeah. And there's a big T-Rex, like, you know, it's hitting the glass and it breaks the glass down and the kids are on their backs and they're like holding it up with their hands and their feet as this T-Rex is like just like just pounding down on this glass that wasn't and supposed they're to just happen, screaming. Huh? Yeah, the glass wasn't supposed to break. It wasn't oh. supposed to come down and they weren't supposed to be under it. Oh. But like, like, so as they're trying to stop it, Spielberg's like, oh, <laughs> like any good director, yeah. he sees a good moment. But yeah, that, so those kids are like, oh, we're dying. We're going to die for real. Ah, so, so good. Um, yeah, that that scene it, it kind of hits home, but um, I mean, obvi- it has its mistakes though. Oh, definitely. Yeah, um, there's a scene where you can see like the puppet the puppeteer's like arms like moving one of the raptor's tails and yeah, like. But I think that like adds to it. Yeah. I don't know. Like I never I never see that scene and think like this is a shit movie now. Even then, like all of the practical effects are phenomenal. Oh, they're so good. And then if you if you like read up like uh, the T Rex roar. Mm-hmm. There's like 15 things that they put yeah, in, into yeah. the the roar to make it, and goldfish is one of them. Ha. That's what I said. <laughs> what, is, what sound does a goldfish make? <laughs> but yeah, like there's a bunch. Of, I think even like an any any like race car, is, yeah. is in there. Um, but yeah, it's super cool. All the things that they put into this movie and. Um, I also love when they're going through on the tour, mm-hmm. and they're like, they don't see any of them. Like it's it's like a real zoo. It's yeah, like, they're not even there. Like this is dumb. <laughs> like and they're like, well, we'll feed it, and they put a goat up, and it's like, well, it didn't work. It's like it's just like being at the zoo. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> well, because like you can't just chain them up. Like, right. It's, it's good. It's a good movie. It's good. It's, it's a good, good movie. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. <laughs> Number yeah, of course it's gonna be number, number one. one. It's yeah. the nineteen ninety three classic number yeah. one. All right, all right. Moving on to collab. Let's do it. Number one, Jurassic. Not, Park. Number one, Jurassic Park. Number no, two, Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Army of Darkness. So we got Army Groundhog of Darkness. Day. We got Groundhog Day. We got So I Married a Max er, Murderer, Philadelphia, and Sandlot. We got six. Um, Groundhog Day has to be up there. I would say yeah. Groundhog Day shoots up for me because I would have definitely had that on my list had I number thought three. more. I think putting it at the number three is the right place for it. In fact, I might even argue that it might take the two spot. Over Nightmare? Over Nightmare. Mm, okay. I could argue that. We'll get back to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sand- yeah, your list is definitely much better than mine. Much, much better than really? mine. I would, I would say hands down much better than mine. I see. Here's my thing. I forgot about So I Married an Axe Murderer. 
I, I do really like So I Married an Axe Murder, and I think that's a really underrated, underseen 1993 movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you got Sandlot. Um, I would say Sandlot's better than So I Married an Axe Murder. True, as far as a 1993 movie mm-hmm. goes. Because Sandlot's 90s as fuck. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I, when I read that So I Married an Axe Murder came out in 93, I was like, I thought that was an 80s movie. Because it's pretty 80s. Yeah. It's got some 80s feels to yeah. it. Or like 91. Yeah, like an early 90s, late 80s kind of movie. But, well, I guess 93 is an early 90s. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would say Sandlot over So I Married an Axe Murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, Philadelphia is just too much of a feels movie. Yeah. I think we could probably cut that, even though I it's great. If you haven't seen Philadelphia, go see it. But True. based on this list, we're definitely not in the feels yeah. of, of this It'll be list. back. Philadelphia will be back. Um, so we'll... Because I was thinking after I watched that movie, we could do like our favorite like male performances, female performances, and like go through that. Because that'd be kind of fun. Because that would give us a really wide array mm-hmm. of choices. And True. Tom Hanks' performance on that would definitely make my list. Um, fugitive out. Um, really? Yeah, take it. Okay, out. it's good, but like I said, I barely right, put it so on there. And what number four then? Yes, Sandlot number four. Because if we go between Nightmare Before Christmas and Groundhog's Day, those it's just those are going to switch maybe yeah. from three to I two think, and three. I think four is a good spot. I think Sandlot four. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'd be willing to give five. How how hard do you want to fight for Army of Darkness? I kind of like So I Married an Axe Murderer more. I was I was gonna say I like So I Married an Axe Murderer more. Five goes to that. Five goes yeah. to So I Married an Axe Murderer. This is a really fast collab. I guess that helps when you have multiple crossovers at the same spot. Yeah, no. It does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let's um, let's fight over Nightmare and Groundhog's Day. So the reason I think Groundhog's Day might be number two instead of Nightmare Before Christmas. It's just like an overall better movie, I mm. think. Like, like you said, Bill one of Bill Murray's best. Oh, definitely. Um, which is really saying something. He's got a good career under his belt. Yeah. Um, the it's got some heavy material that is very lighthearted, which is a rare thing to oh, run like into. all the scenes where he kills himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like <laughs> it's that stereotypical '90s like. Womp, 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 womp. As he's like killing himself because he knows he's not gonna die. Yeah, it's good. Um, but then you got Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. The songs are great. It's so unique. It's so different. The claymation is awesome. Is it claymation or is it stop motion? I guess it's kind of both. It's both. Yeah. I don't know. Is it? You put these two movies up. It obviously, depends on the time of year. Yeah. That's um, true. So let's say it's. Then again, I never see Groundhog's Day. Like, it's just, nobody ever plays it until, until Groundhog's, Groundhog's Day. Day. So, like, if you had the DVDs, and you're looking at them, mm-hmm. and you got them, because you're old school and you own DVDs still. I own DVDs. I do too. Um, I'd go Groundhog's Day. I'd go Groundhog's Day before I go Night Before Christmas. I, I, but it's not because... because I've, I've seen Night Before Christmas so many times. Yeah. That's kind of like an annual movie, whereas yeah. Groundhog's Day, like... You know, I could I could miss a year or two. Which, exactly. But I'd always think about it. It's always up there. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I would. Groundhog's I would, Day 2? I would say Groundhog's Day goes to 2. All right. And That was a nice Nightmare easy list. Goes, yeah. It was a lot harder picking these fucking things. Yeah, there's and going so many all movies. of the honorable mentions that we just did. <laughs> but I think I'm okay with it. All right. Yeah. I mean, it was hard to get rid of some. Philadelphia kind of hurt because it's a good movie. But this list is not about that. This list no. is about... I think I think I didn't utilize the childhood nostalgia enough. I think so. I think my list would be very yeah. My list would be very very different. Um, if I, I feel like we would have agreed a little more. Yeah. So yeah, Sandlot definitely would have made my list, um, as well as a few of my honorable mentions. Um, yeah. All right. So Break it down. Count them down. Number five. So I married an axe murderer. Woman. Number four, The Sandlot. So how can I have some more of nothing? Shut up! You're killing me, Smalls. Classic. Classic. Classic line. Thank you. Number three goes to Nightmare Before Christmas. Bunny! That's better. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, Groundhog's Day. Hey, Phil Connors, man! 
And of course, number one goes to Jurassic Park. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> Thanks for the Jeff Goldboom impression. Thank you. That's the that's Jurassic Park. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> as he's hitting on her with a glass of water. Seriously. <laughs> he is, yeah. <laughs> Talking chaos. Or, um, uh, they travel in herds. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> or the entire scene where he threatens to rip out a kid's throat with a velociraptor talon. <laughs> I do not remember that. Yeah, it's the kid who plays the cop in Raising Hope. Kid who plays the cop in Raising Hope. The short guy in Raising oh. Hope as a kid, is in Jurassic Park. Is he? He's like shit-talking Dr. Grant, and Dr. Grant's like holding the Velociraptor talent, describing how a Velociraptor would kill him. That's it's crazy. the beginning of the movie! I don't remember that. I oh. need to rewatch yeah. that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jurassic Park. That's Of course, that was going to be number one. Yeah, y'all saw it coming. Yeah. Um, next week... It's Mother's Day! Yay! Well, we're going to miss it by like three days, but, yeah, but... it'll be late Mother's Day! <laughs> So yeah, Mother's Day. So we're going to be doing top five moms in movies. You go with that? No, it's not. <laughs> Jurassic Park 2, maybe. <laughs> hey. Because that one's a mom. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I'm also going to try not to swear that episode. <laughs> Aw. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. So that, fucking that might... moms. Get them out while you can. I'm going to try to make that our explicit free episode. <laughs> There's going to be a try. lot of editing. <laughs> try is the keyword. I've been better. Yeah. I didn't swear a lot today. No, I don't think I, don't think prick. I did. <laughs> I mean, I, I usually fucking swear all the fucking time, but I didn't fucking I swear this fucking time. I don't I can't help it. It's, I was growing up in the 90s. <laughs> the 90s kids get it. Yeah. <laughs> Only 90s kids. Anyway, um, follow us on the bullshit. <laughs> Two guys top five, Twitter, Facebook. I'm Tinky Winky on Twitter. I'm Lucas Swanson on Twitter. Uh, should we make an Instagram? I was thinking about it. We'll get to it. Tina's telling me that it's like a big thing and a lot fucking of Fucking make her it. run it then. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, she'll run it. I don't fucking care. Tina, when you're listening to this, you're running our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm on Instagram as Funky Seabass, P H U N K Y Seabass. I am not on Instagram. You are not on Instagram. I'm huh? not on Instagram. I don't want to be on any social media platforms, uh, but we're either. doing a podcast. I don't know, so either, but I to. like Instagram <laughs> because then I don't have to like actively see people's opinions. I just see pictures. I'm like, ooh, that's pretty. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe that is a better social media platform because I hate everything. Yeah, you just see pictures then. <laughs> you see pictures. You don't have to read the stuff below them. You just kind of go pictures, pictures, mm-hmm. pictures. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, yeah, we'll probably end up on there. Um, so we'll fill that in later. But uh, yeah, next week... Top five moms. This week was top five of our lives. Edition number one. 1993. <laughs> Take care, be good people. Watch more movies. Play that music, funky white boy. <laughs> Play that funky music. Boy.